When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Victory Monday! I love that son of Ron Middleton saying victory Monday. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It is. Well, welcome everyone to actual victory Monday from no credentials required. We're presented by belly up sports in association with Godzilla media. My name's Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your co-hosts to my right is, is a man who is the, who is probably the loudest jets fan in South Florida yesterday. Dan Goldstein, Dan, how are we doing today? I, the wife gets mad at me. She gets in this really grumpy mood because, like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very vocal when I watch a Jets game. I'm complaining to about the refs to myself loudly. I'm screaming loudly to no one in particular. And she's just like, why are you yelling at a referee that's thousands of miles away that can't <laughs> hear you about a team that doesn't know you exist? And I was just like, you know, I don't have a good answer for that. I just do. <laughs> I yeah, just yeah, do. We, <laughs> yeah, we just have to. We just have to. It's <laughs> it's part it's part of what men do. <laughs> yeah, and I yes, I was I was quite loud. I was quite loud. Oh man, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Indeed, it's uh, Victory Monday. It is indeed Victory Monday, and it's nice to it's nice to actually have a pod with Victory Monday. But yet again, for the second time this season. It's going to be on another somber note after the news we got today. Yep, that is for sure. So, but before before we get to all that, though, I do have to get some stuff, business stuff out of the way. I want to remind you on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok, it's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. If you're watching live or on the replay, just want to ask you to kindly smash that like button. And smash it responsibly. 
or also on Rumble. You can find us on rumble.com. Search no credentials required. We're at five followers. We can actually start live streaming there now, but we're kind of working things out with some of the, some of the uh, just tweak, tweaking some things. And uh, we'll hopefully get to do a live Rumble podcast sometime. On the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on your preferred plot platform. And don't forget to rate and review five stars is the preferred number of stars. Leave a review no matter how uh, no matter how insulting or how kind it is. I may read it on the air. So let's talk about the first half going into this game. It was kind of a mixed bag. And I, I will say this. At least the Jets didn't allow ten, a 10-point 10 head start to the Broncos yesterday. Because that would have been... That would have given me apoplexy. <laughs> True. At least they'd had a better start than the Chiefs game, but they still came out so flat that I, I I couldn't I couldn't quite believe it. Like just how how flat they came out. This they they just they kind of play in the first half of just like this. Let's see what kind of shit the other team is trying to do to us. And then we'll just adjust in the second half. And it's weird. It causes slow starts. It causes, it looks like it almost causes kind of some confusion because again, they're just trying to play to figure out the game plan for the second half. And I, for once, would just like to see the Jets come out firing on all cylinders and maintain it for four quarters. Feels like there hasn't been a yeah. win like It feels like there hasn't been a game or a win like that in in quite some time. I'm trying to rack my brain to some of the victories last season. And I can't really I, recall any that were like full on smooth sailing start to finish. I, I would say the, the maybe the bears game, um, okay. maybe the dolphins yeah. game, the dolphins game. Yes. But you're always going to get the first off for the, yeah, the first offense game. Actually, you're right. The first offense game was kind of like a, although the dolphins kept it close up until the fourth quarter. So it wasn't really like a curb stomping and then a pull away. It was, or it wasn't just like a curb stomping the whole way through. I mean, oh, offense kept the close on the fourth quarter hit. Before we continue, though, I, I we do have to um to, to acknowledge that because the Jets scored more than thirty points in one. I have to drink this this hard seltzer. You want to knock that out right now? Yeah, let's knock it out right now. Do Hang it. On. Chug, it Chug it, baby. That's what she said. Yeah, let's go. Go, 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 go. Oh, that's weak sauce. I can only go so far, man. That, that, those, oh, that carbonation. I don't know how people do it. That's <laughs> impossible to chug. That's just kind of my feeling with alcohol in general for the most part. I'm not a drinker. Eh, it depends. Well, I mean, beer is fine, but it's not as much carbonation. It does not have as much carbonation as hard seltzer does. You know what I've been drinking a lot of? is I've been drinking a lot of soju. You ever had soju? Yes, I have. That's good stuff. That lead total wine has sells a lychee soju right up my alley. Super mm. fruit, super sweet, super smooth. Love it. I mean, that that's what I've been drinking. If there, I'm drinking anything, there's a there's a mixed cocktail that the Albany Firewolves are uh, our National Lacrosse League team sells that I tried for the first time because I said if they scored more than 15 goals in a game, I would drink one while at the arena. And they did the final night in 2022, and I went out drinking. I, th I thought it was going to be a hard seltzer. It's not. It's a hard. It's a cocktail. It's actually delicious. <laughs> oh, wolf that. bite! I love it. That sounds good. 
yes, it was delightful. But anyway, let's get back to let's get back to uh back on task here. So yeah, I, I agree. The they they just they you're right, that the, they can't seem to get themselves going in the right in the right uh in the right mode. It always seems to have a slow start, especially on offense. Defensively you could argue that too. Uh, I will. I will say, for sure. Uh, early on, especially the Broncos were killing them with the dink and dunk. The dink and dunk seems to be the Achilles' heel of this Jets team. And I can't figure out why. It's just. I think it's just the aggressive mindset of the defense that they're just so like ready to like take someone's fucking head off that they just kind of like get a little undisciplined. They lose their. They get out of their rush lanes. They kind of lose their assignments, and they just. And if you don't touch the quarterback and then you get pushed out, it leaves just holes wide open in either the A or the B gaps for these quarterbacks to exploit. And when they're in man coverage, you know, linebackers, you know, corners, safeties, whomever, just following the play of the field, it just leaves 15 yards just wide open. And it's just, it's just killer. It really is. It's killer. It's like the Jets got to be one of the worst third and long teams in the NFL. I can't I can't imagine there's many as, as good as the defense is, we've got to be atrocious when it comes to third and long. You're almost more confident in the defense when it's third and three than when it's third and thirteen. And that's weird. Yeah. It's it's very this team is very strange coming out the gate, coming out in third and long. It's and you expect the other team to you expect the other team to hit it. Like this, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's like third and like seventeen. You're like, oh, great, this is gonna be a first down, and that's crazy to think, but it's literally happened more often than not. It feels like so far, especially over the last couple of weeks. You know, granted, you know, some of that is dirty, filthy, rotten cheating on the by the NFL, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be on the stat sheet, and uh, it's. It's going to be part of the season, so you just kind of have to take it as it comes and <sighs> hope the refs can figure this shit out because yesterday was another day of uh, some rough rough officiating. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk about one of those things, one of those calls, those non-calls. Yet again, uh, first quarter, or the first quarter, Zach Wilson's back to pass. He's already under duress at this point. And then all of a sudden, you see – a blatant face pass call, a, a rough from the passer call. It should have been called. No call. I, I don't see how more obvious it could have been. I mean, he literally wrapped them up, standing up above his neck, right at the bottom of his jaw, all face mask, and just threw him down. And the refs are like, yeah. okay. It's amazing. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I think, I think, I think the judges are going to lead the league in – Apologies from the NFL from NFL officiating on how many calls that were blown that supposed that were supposed to go in their direction. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty established at this point that I, I don't want to sit here again and complain about the ref, but I think it's pretty. I don't want to either. That, uh, I don't want to either. It can't. It can't. But it can't be like this forever. It can't no, be it, like it, this forever. How? I, it can't be. You know. But it's like it's pretty clear that there's some sort of. And why it is, I don't know. But it's pretty clear there's some sort of bias that seems to happen when the Jets take the field compared to every other squad. I mean, again, I can't watch every game of all 32 teams. Right. Not 
you know, you want to pay me to do it, I'm more than happy to do it, but I can't do it, you know, as is. And I just don't see the same kind of reactions on Twitter and fan bases for other teams with the ref with the refs the same way I see it on the Jets. I just I just don't see it. Like it's just it's it is every week almost once a half minimum where it's like blatantly obvious the Jets got totally bent over and fucked. And it's just what when is it finally gonna go our way here? Like I mean the Kansas City like it, did you see what happened in Kansas City with the Jerry Sneed yesterday? Yeah, it, it seems the uh, it, it's death taxes and Kansas City Chiefs he getting took, favorable calls. He literally took his helmet off in front of the referees, and they and instead of getting a you know a, a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, they told him put your helmet back on and let it go. Like that's an automatic penalty. You see the that ref is, look at him and yards. say, "Put your helmet conduct. back on," and he put it back on, and that was it. No, that's horseshit. Sauce does that complaining about a call. That's fifteen yards right off rip. If Sauce ever did that, this is bullshit, and I'm over, I'm sick of it. NFL really needs to hire some full time refs. Oh, this just in. I just got a note from the NFL. Uh, we've been fined seventy five thousand dollars by Roger Goodell. Uh, he wants <laughs> his money in a he wants his money in a paper sack in uh, in, in New York City by Wednesday at twelve midnight. So uh, we should probably get going on that. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. And then. Towards the end of the first half, let's well, let's see. So like 10-3 lead, another safety, another another week, another safety. It's like it's like these things just happen, and then these things just happen to happen with the Jets, where they get a they get a safety. Happened last thanks. week. It, they, uh, happened last Thomas week. It happened this week. Thanks to Thomas. Yep, Thomas Forstead, the MVP of this game. The, the hero, sure. the hero. I never I never wanted to give a punter so many game balls in my life. Yeah, Thomas Morstead is a. a if Thomas Morrison doesn't make the Pro Bowl, I don't know. I don't know who what punter deserves it more at this point. What he's for what his play has done for the other team. I mean, it's it's, it's quite insane. He's literally he is literally the catalyst for both those safeties. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, amazing. I, I I I was I was reading uh, oh, what's his face's book. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Long time long time special teams coach for the Jets. Westoff. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, Westhoff. I was reading his book on a retreat, and he mentioned Tom Morst, uh, Thomas Morstead, and he says he's the greatest punter I've ever worked with, ever worked with, because he just knows what to do. And he says, you, you, you talk about Ray Guy, talk about Reggie Roby, uh, talk about Shane Leckler, talk about any of those guys. I will put them up against, I'll put them up against Thomas Morstead any day, and I'll say Thomas Morstead is the greatest punter I've ever worked with. And you see why the Jets signed him on the offseason. Because that guy, I mean, you don't hear this every day about punters. <laughs> you know, that they like kickers, they're like the least, the kickers and long snappers, they're the guy you, you won't talk about as much on the team or, or give praise to. But if he doesn't punt that, if he doesn't get that punt inside the five yard line, that's, that safety is not going to happen. That safety probably doesn't happen. Exactly. It's exactly right. But, you know, he, he buries it at like the three yard line. The Jets pass rush is ferocious and Al Woods cuts makes Al his cut Woods. around and blows through the left guard and then just takes down Russ. And it's it was awesome to see. It was it was awesome to see. And again, it turned into kind of another catalyst, not quite as 
extreme as it was against Kansas City. No. But you know, it, it turned into kind of another spark that the that the offense needed. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of the offense, they just can't seem to finish drives when they get inside the what supposed gold zone. I'm starting to call it fool's gold because because now they've been in the in the twenty inside the gold zone. What three? I can't remember how many times, but they've only converted three times for a touchdown uh, inside the 20 this year. Uh, that was the first game for week one. That beautiful catch by Garrett Wilson. Uh-huh. Two times last week. Uh-huh. But last week, this this week. Over five. Over five. Over five. five. Gold zone. You can't have that, man. I mean, you can't have that. It's just like. It's like they get they play scared in the red zone. Like they don't they don't they call plays where they just don't want Zach to make a mistake because now the field is so shrunken down yeah. and it's so much more congested and they're freaked out about Zach and his mental acuity and him being unable to read the field and they just they just they either they play to hope that maybe a playmaker can make can 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 make a play. And just get into the end zone, like you know, Brees Hall breaks a tackle and ends up juking his way, you know, eight yards into it. But you just don't see like Zach like really ripping through it. That throw to Lazard last week was incredible. It was one yeah. of the best throws I've ever seen him make as a professional. And you're like, you he just did it last week against a better defense. Why are yeah. we not doing it now? Like, what uh, especially against this lose? defense. No, yeah. exactly. He was balling out last week, and then suddenly. Nope. Oh, kind of, we're not going. We're going to be too. We're going to conservative in the red, in the red zone. We're going to be yeah, really conservative. They got, of the they got zone. to the red zone. They kind of played scared again. It was like it, it was frustrating. We're reverting back to. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. They they scored once in the red zone against New England. Forgot about that. The uh, touchdown. Uh, uh, the fullback touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to the we get they get the field goal, and they, and they get another field goal. They get it within two, and then that last sequence in. The after after the Broncos kicked the field goal with uh, less than two minutes left, that drive should not have ended the way the way it went down. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was I think, so frustrated. You have that you was at I least was, three points on the table. That was when I was at my sequence. loudest. I was at my loudest yesterday at that at that moment. I could not believe it. I could not. What are you, what are you doing calling a tight end out when there's 30 seconds left and you can't get him to the boundary? Like, I, what is that? It's just that was one of the most absolute frustrating things I think I've ever seen happen. You cannot leave any kind of you like if you're going to go over five in the red zone, you cannot leave any points on the field. No, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Absolutely. Look. If you had already scored two touchdowns and that happened, I'd still be furious, but I'd feel a hell of a lot better because, you know, it's probably 17-10 going into the half and it's just like, all right, whatever. We're still going to kick the crap out of the – Yeah, or it's or it's uh, 15 – it's 15-10. Whatever. 15-10 or, or, or 11-10. Yeah, whatever it was at that point. But when you – I mean, that was – that was middle school football mistake right there. That was a middle school football Let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. Is it, was that on Zach for not getting to the line quick, or was that on coaching for oh, I, not getting, not being, I wouldn't say desperate enough to 
like, like cognizant enough to recognize, oh, there's, 50, there's X amount of minutes, X amount of time left on the clock. That's that's. I think that's. I think that literally is almost an even split, fifty fifty. What what do the yards get you that really help you out? We have Greg the leg. He's pretty much automatic from yes. under forty. What what difference would those yards have made? You either go for the whole thing and throw it out of the back of the end zone if you got nothing, and, or or you get it. Like there was no in between there. Like I don't understand why we're running any routes that weren't anywhere near the end zone. Yeah, and it's just like, you got to be kidding me with that. That was egregious. And then the only person running up to try and even attempt to spike it is Uzama making the catch. I mean, he sent Garrett Wilson to the other side of the field. What are you doing? Like, he's directing Garrett to move to the other side of the field. You have three seconds left. Get on the fucking line of scrimmage and just spike the damn thing. Insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane football, beyond infuriating. One of the most infuriating things I've seen in in a while, and that's saying something for a Jets fan. That's saying something for a Jets fan. Yeah, uh, and let's not forget what happened with two. Oh, sorry, uh, my buddy Cool McCain from Eagles Elite Podcast. I don't see Seltzer. It's right here, bud. You shouldn't have been yeah. here early when I started chugging it. And he already did it. <laughs> well, it's almost gone. So. Yeah. I wet my. I gotta keep my wet my whistle wet. Try um, another. I just bought the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do two. Look, listen. I don't do two unless the Jets make the playoffs. And in addition to that, I gotta eat an Impossible Burger. I'll do that with you. All right. I'll do that one with you. Jets make the playoffs. I'll eat an Impossible Burger with you. And <laughs> cool's laughing. <laughs> I'll eat it. I'll eat a cheeseless impossible burger at that. That's super. Oh, nice. with tofu cheese? Yeah, oh. I'll do I'll do oh. I'll do vegan cheese and everything on that one. I'll go a full vegan burger on that one. <laughs> but let's get back to the first half. Uh the end of the first half featured not one but two injuries. We had Mikai Beckton going out with a knee. He would return to the game. Thank God, because I thought I I, I do want to see Billy Turner on the field at left tackle. Then Elijah Vera Tucker, before that, Elijah Vera Tucker goes out with a calf injury, which unfortunately we find out today he's done for the season with a torn Achilles himself. Why can't the Jets stay healthy in this godforsaken stadium of Mile High Stadium? Why can't why can't we have nice things? <laughs> why? Why? It's... Tell me. Tell me why, like the Backstreet Boys. Tell me I, why. I don't like. I just don't. I don't honestly know what we as the Jets did to truly offend the football gods. It must have been name oh, as guaranteed. And, and, then, and then Sauce Gardner goes out for a couple of plays in the in the in the second half after after banging his knee against the helmet. Yeah. So I was worried. That was one I was really worried about. But fortunately, he came back to the game. Sorry. I, go ahead. I, it's it, Namath had to have guaranteed put his guarantee attached to this to selling his soul with the devil because i can't think of anything else that we have done that would have offended the football god so bad that they continue to smite us at every opportunity like we can't even take a simple win and enjoy it you have to put some sort of caveat asterisk to it to bring the just bring you down bring us down another peg or two like it's just every time it's every time that's what Jake Gasman was saying this afternoon. He says, we, we win. How, we won how, 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 how
Two we wins. Win Denver, we went at Denver game last game. year. We went at Denver last year. We lose Brees and AVT. I think we win one other game. Nothing happens. The next win after that, it was a win that came when Zach gets benched. So it's really not that great of a win because it was super ugly quarterbacking up until the point where Mike White saved it. Mm-hmm. Then the next win, Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays into his fucking Jets career. And then another the next win again, AVT goes down for the season again in the same place. That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We do not get to just simply enjoy wins. We don't nope. get to do it. It's it's nope. and it's not fair. It's not fair. I'm, I don't care. I'm gonna be a whiny little bitch about it. It is not fair. You you could do it for me. I'll let you do that for me. <laughs> I know I know injuries are a part of the game, but at the same time, I won't say it's 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 so much a curse on the Jets. I think it's a curse on the fact that they got play, they've played in Denver two years in a row, and AVT has gone down with season ending season ending injuries. Two years in a row. Last year was a torn tricep. This year it's a torn Achilles. And I I hate I hate it. I hate it in Denver. I hate it here. I hate it in Denver. We can never schedule another game in Denver. We better not play the last for quite some time. For the next decade. For the next decade. Well, Please. They, they NFL, gotta come to New York. I'm you. They gotta come to New York. Or we'll yes, play them in London. We'll play them in London. I don't give a shit. I'll play them in Mexico. I'll play them in London. I'll play them in Canada. I don't care. Put it somewhere else. Put it anywhere. Play them in Berlin. Play them in Barcelona. Bar- or Barcelona. Sorry. Try to say it right. Barcelona. Bro, I'll go play them in Tokyo. I don't care. I don't care. But I'm not. I'll play, I'll go, play I'm them anywhere else. Denver. Anywhere else but Denver. Please. Yeah, I'm not playing in Please, fucking Denver. Please, NFL. Please. Well, after that first half and then the way it ended in disaster, before we do that, I just want to go to the comments section. Uh, Kevin, my buddy Kevin Wilson, uh, there's no answer for it. It just is. I think it was referring to the AVT injury. Uh, Wonka the Saints says, Flaming Dr. Pepper, eight ounces of beer, three and a quarter ounce, three quarters of an ounce of amaretto, quarter ounce of overproof rum, set 151 proof rum on fire, drop into beer mug, and chug. Tastes like Dr. Pepper. Go Jets. Absolutely the hell not. Sounds like a Flaming Mo. But the but, the, but is this, but here's the question: Is the secret ingredient Krusty the Clown cough medicine? Mm-hmm. I'll never find out. I ain't drinking it. No high praise, but the Jets are better than the Bengals in the red zone. I think. Eh, no, no. I, I I was watching red zone yesterday. I, I the Bengals are doing pretty. They were pretty effective in the red zone against the Cardinals. Were they all those bomb, all those passes? I think only one was in the red zone to Jamar Chase. Wasn't two of them bombs? Hold on, let's do some real time research. Here. I thought That's I thought one was a, one was a scramble drill where he actually was able to get it off to Jamar Chase, but I thought the other two were bombs to Chase. Let's take a look. Hang on. Hang on. I don't really I didn't really follow the rest of the game, so I can't say for certain. Scoring summary: Jamar Chase two yard pass. Cam Tiller Britt, 11 yard interception. Jamar Chase, 63 yard pass. Jamar Chase, three yard pass. Oh, maybe there was two. So, two. I didn't, then there so was they one, were, another one I didn't see. Yeah. So there were two, they were two for two from the great, from the red, from the uh, red zone yesterday. Cause the other, other points were a pick six, 40 and two 40 yard field goals by uh, Evan McPherson. 
Okay. So, so there was there was one that I didn't see a highlight of. So, so, I just, I just so they were two. That's so they were two for two. Okay. Yesterday, and uh, Cool McCain says smite and laughing emojis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the second half. Talk about the second half domination. Jets start the third quarter starts out for the Broncos. They get a three and out, and then this happens. We get to see video of it again. Yes, we do. Yes. Watch. We get to see I Dan- want everybody. I want everybody to watch this. Focus on the right guard and the left guard. At yeah, this, Dan's, this gonna, Dan's gonna Dan's gonna have an orgasm live on air. So hold your horses. You're gonna see my O face. Oh no. Here we go. Courtesy of NFL.com and CBS. Watch the right guard first. Watch Titman immediately shoot to his left to seal it out. And then watch Lake and Tomlinson come from the Deep other to side. Brees Hall, right up the middle. And there he goes. Brees Hall into Denver territory. Bye-bye. And he's got a whole pass to the end zone. Jets in front. It was amazing. Watch, watch it again. Yeah, again. No, watch, no it. watch it again. He instantly fires to the left. Seals it out, and then there comes Lake and Tomlinson. It's so clean blocking. Nick Bauden doesn't even have anybody he needs to block. No, he doesn't need to block anybody. He has. He's there. He's. It, that was executed to perfection. That was executed to perfection. It was amazing. Look, fires off, seals him to the left. Here comes Lake and on the pull, takes on this. Gets to the second level. Takes on linebacker Nick Bauden's like. I don't really have anything to do, but let's just watch him run. But let's just watch him run. Let's just make sure Breeze can fucking get through this thing. Like, look at this. Yep. And there's Max Mitchell right here, sealing the sealing the uh, the linebacker, the middle linebacker, right here. Amazing. That That was what an amazing, amazing execution and play. And you know what? Shout out to shout out to Max Miller or Max Mitchell for doing an admirable job filling in for ABT after he went out. He did a pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty good job yesterday. If you look at his past, if you look at his PFF stats, they didn't grade him well. But again, but he was only that, in for half the game. You take that for what it is, you know. Uh, but to me, you know, I didn't really see his name get called after he really came in. So, you know, I was okay with it. And then Brees, yeah, man, Brees is. I think that what they say, I think Brees was the fourth fat. That was the fourth fastest any. Any player has run the NFL in this season, the, and the fastest yeah. of any non-Dolphin. I think Tyreek and Devin a chain, a chain, a chain, a chain, a chain, a chain, a chain. A chain. So Devin, Devon, a chain are the two fastest guys right now, and Brees came in with the fourth fastest. I think they said like twenty-one point five miles an hour or something like that on that run. But, but here, but here's the thing: did you know, did you hear what he said after the press con- at the press conference after the game? Or not, in the locker room after the game, he was being interviewed by the uh, by, by the media. Well, they slowed up a little. He said, "He said, yeah, I, I that wasn't I wasn't running that fast. Yeah, no, could have gone faster. You see it, you see it. He had no, he already yeah. knew he was blown out. He yeah. didn't need to stress himself on it. Yeah, it's incredible. And Tiki Barber, how about Tiki Barber's <laughs> commentary?" You know, saying he's not exactly a four-four guy, but he's deceptively fast for two hundred twenty pounds. Tiki, he ran a four-three-nine. You dumbass. Yeah, you're right. He's not a four-four guy. He's faster than that, you idiot. Good lord. Tiki Good Barber's lord. the worst, dude. Tiki oh my Barber. He hates the Jets. He, I, I, so he has visceral hate for the Jets. 
He's Absolute so bad. Hate. I can't so, stand him. He's fucking useless as an analyst, as everything. His takes are horrible. His takes are horrible. So I was glad to see Joe, I was glad to see Joe Benigno just dominate him last week. That yeah, was that, was, that was a fun clip. That was fun. So second half domination. We talked about the Jets on. We talked about the offense a little bit. Every scoring, every drive except for the last drive was a was a scoring drive. Touchdown, one play, seventy two yards. Then field another field goal. Then a field goal. Then a field goal. Then that unfortunate interception by Zach Wilson at the end, which with holding call that was not called on Patrick Sertain, by the way. But let's talk about the defense. This defense came out with their ears pinned back. And here's the here's the summary of the drives for the Broncos. First play, first place from scrimmage, first first possession of the third quarter. Three plays, four yards, punt. Second possession. Three three plays, negative four yards, punt. Third possession. Three plays, negative five, negative six yards, punt. They got that gift from uh Xavier Gibson, mm-hmm. which which became a fumble. But after that, two plays, negative 10 yards, fumble, turnover, comes three points. Fifth possession, three plays, negative two yards, punt. At that point, the Denver Broncos had exactly one yard of offense in the second half up until that point. And I'm going to send the. I'm going to give full credit where credits due. Quincy Williams, brother man, come on down. Dude's got this. Dude was a waiver wire pickup two seasons ago. Thank you, Urban he's, Meyer. He's thank you, Urban Meyer. Yes, exactly. Thanks, Urban Meyer. And now he's entering the conversation as a as a potential. If he keeps up this pace, a potential All Pro linebacker after the season's done. This guy, and, and we're gonna we're gonna back to we're gonna get to what happened at the end in just a second. But between his play, the defensive lines play, they were eating up J- Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff has Pro Bowl written all I'm, over. I Some am ready to pay. I'm ready to blank check Bryce Huff. Blank check his ass. Give him, yes. give him a lifetime contract with ownership in the team. At yes. this point, give him give oh. him equity in the Jets. Don't ever let him leave the building. I mean, I am not more proud of probably any player on that team more than I am Bryce Huff. Undrafted free agent in 2021. Turning into legitimately, legitimately, you can make the argument on a snap-per-snap basis the most effective edge rusher in the NFL. He may not play as much as Miles Garrett, and Max Crosby and Aiden Hutchinson and these guys who are going to get more recognition. But on a snap-by-snap basis, you don't see guys getting more pressure and disruption than Bryce Huff. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to correct myself. He's a 2020 undrafted free agent. That that forgettable draft, and he's the star of that team. He's the star of that draft class. And he's, he's a, undrafted. He's a gem. He's a yeah. gem. He's one of the best Diamond players in the, rough. In the draft. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So second half that continues, they get a field goal. Then the defense kind of, would I, do I dare say put the kicks their foot off the gas a little bit with that 10 point lead? It's tough to say what they did on that one there. But that 15-yard penalty by Bryce Huff, which was kind of eh. I mean, the helmet-to-helmet thing was really face mask to face mask. You looked at it. I I, I don't like it, you know, but you should call it for what it is. It's kind of wishy-washy, but you do have to call it. So I I get it. It still sucked, (laughs) but I get it. Yeah, but so which I, leads which leads which leads to a touchdown, the second and a two point conversion, which was kind of a which was a redo off of a eh, holding call by Bryce Hall. Uh, no, he held. I was so mad yeah. when they showed the replay. Right. He held because C.J. Mosley absolutely destroyed destroyed Russell Wilson on that play. Yeah, and we didn't get and we didn't get the the joy of it at all. Who? Let's yeah. give another shout out to C.J. Mosley, man. Ooh. That was shit. Second or third best game I think I've ever seen him play as a New York Jet. He almost could do no wrong. That was that was amazing what he did. He was everywhere, made the right decisions, had everybody lined up where it was supposed to be. I mean, I know he's gonna make I know he's making a lot of money, and you can't bring him back next year on like his I think his like twenty one or twenty four million dollar cap that you just can't do it. No, you'll I have hope- to restructure him again. Well, yep, it's You'll have to find a way to – you'll have to figure something out with it because it's very clear still he has enough in the tank to keep going. He is one of the leaders of this team. He is the glue of the defense. As good as Quincy Williams is as a player, is he able to take over C.J. Mosley's role as the defensive quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like – I almost don't want to risk it. I almost want to get one more season with CJ Mosley in there to really make sure Quincy Williams understands the full position of what he'll have to entail and mm. then let him take over after that. I want another season of, of CJ Mosley. I was for sure. I'm pretty sure I said before the season to you, I said, I was for sure like this is the final season of Carl Lawson and CJ Mosley. And yeah. while it's very, it is a, set in stone goodbye to carl lawson you may not even be yeah it's a foregone conclusion carl lawson carl lawson will either be waived or he'll be a trade or he'll be a or he'll be inactive the rest of the season or he'll be a trade i imagine i I imagine he'll probably go to the raiders for like a day three pick swap kind of a thing it'll be like lawson in a seventh for the raiders sixth just for the raiders to take on his salary and just let him at least Try and get some yeah. playing time elsewhere because yeah, because it's very clear you're rushing. the most in, you're very the mo- you're very much the most ineffective guy on the defensive line here, right? You're, and there's a reason, and there was a reason why he, they drafted Will McDonald. I mean, I mean besides, I mean, and, and Bryce Huff coming into his own as a pass exactly. rusher on that team on the off the edge, man. So after that touchdown, let's get the ball back and. They face a third and four from their own 31-yard line. And I don't know. Is it me? Is it? I mean, we'll get to the we'll talk about the interception in just a second. But 
I I have to wonder at this game, after watching last week's game and watching this week's game, if Zach Wilson is kind of starting to to grow up. He, last year he didn't. He was immature. He was he didn't take responsibility. He didn't take responsibility for the losses, especially the one in New England where they scored where they had two two yards in the second half. But it just seems like this kid is. He's more accountable. He's getting the right. He's getting the right. Uh, ment- being mentored correctly with Aaron, having Aaron Rodgers in his ear on his phone. You know, he'll be. I believe Aaron Rodgers said he'll join the Jets full time after the bye week. I'll be with them the rest of the season. But it just seems like having him him as a mentor has helped him see the field a lot better. And that throw to Ty Conklin, I, and Ty Conklin did most of the work, getting downfield, getting those yards, carrying guys, literally carrying like four guys at one time to get extra yards. But you didn't see that type of progression from Zach Wilson last year at all. That was the exact kind of throw where Zach, Zach Wilson bails out of the pocket and ends up doing something stupid or gets absolutely killed because he doesn't yep. feel anything in the pocket doing he started to his left on that one. You could mm-hmm. see it. He looked at Garrett, and then he looked at Lazard. He looked at the or sorry. He looked at Garrett, and he looked at Cobb on the on the left side there. He immediately didn't see anything. Moves to his right, right at the time where Conklin made his move upfield to get away from the linebacker and hit him beautifully in stride. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Zach Wilson go to his third read on the opposite side of the field? And not only that, you look at his footwork. And his football yeah. beautiful. He, yeah. he stayed still. He stayed true. He set his feet, and he threw a dart. And it was beautiful. Tra- that was not a happy-footed Zach Wilson at all. That was common collected. That was an NFL quarterback play right there. I'm going to try to find the all-22 here because I have access on NFL.com. Hang on one second. Yeah, it was – it was amazing. Like that was that was a throw where you you really see the maturation, and you see the game has looks different to him though over the last couple of weeks. If only we would have had this Zach Wilson against New England, we'd be sitting at three and two right now, feeling very good about ourselves. Honestly, yes. we'd be feeling yeah. very good about ourselves. All right, so. I got the I got the all twenty two pulled up. Let's take a look at this play. Yeah, look, he looks for Garrett first, doesn't see him. I'm sorry, Michael Carter. Michael Carter all the way on the outside. He stays there. He's looking at Garrett. Can't find him. All right, this is the play before where Brees gets a couple yards. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say this about Dalvin Cook. I've been been saying, let's, let's, can we end the experiment? Can we end the experiment? Look, put him in on short yardage plays, like second and two or. Yeah, second and two, second and three. Yeah, there's the, there's the, there's the all twenty-two. Look at Ty Conklin. Look, look, look at the help he's getting from his receivers. I know. There comes McGovern and Mitchell to help get another yard. Nasty, like nasty. Watch and, the footwork. Watch the footwork here. It's this is the kind of Zach Wilson we didn't see. Stay calm, stay cool, keep the feet set, keep it chill. Dart. Everything, the, the right foot was pointed right where he wanted the ball to go. The shoulders and hips were squared up with it, and he let it go and put it right on the money. That was textbook. That's the kind of throw and progression you show high school kids still learning to play the position. 
right there. Well, that protection too. Look at it. It was all, beautiful. Plenty of time to throw. It was plenty beautiful. of time to throw. And that was post AVT. Yeah. That was post, that was post AVT at that point. So look at Makai just keeping guys there. Makai Becton too. Another shout out to him. What a what a, a phenomenal game he had. At this point, I think Makai Becton probably gets the franchise tag if he keeps this up. If you want my honest yeah. opinion, I think I think the Jets re-sign Bryce Huff to a multi-year deal, and I think I think Makai Becton gets the um, franchise tag. Because Makai Becton's going to do, Makai Becton is going to do no financial favors to the Jets after the way the way the last couple of years went with him and the injuries and the things yeah. that were said about him within you know Sala and the front office and anything like that. You know he's not going to do the Jets any favors. There will be no hometown discounts. There will be none of that. It will be if you don't pay me, I will leave. So I have a feeling that this season Makai Becton, Here, if he stays healthy and he continues, here's the interception. Play, here's the interception. Just, it's really just an excellent play by Sertan at the end of it. Was there a hold, though? That's tough to see. Now, here's a play from the end zone. So ah, That's good. Try to find a way to slow this down a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. It can't. It's hard to Is see it- the hold. I think I think Zach overthrew him just a skosh. I it's, I don't think that's an overthrow. I think Zach Wilson missed. You want my? I think Zach. That's why, Wilson, that's why I was looking. That's why I was referring to yeah. You missed Zach Wilson straight up missed. That should have been. All right. That should have been to the back shoulder. You should have let Garrett Wilson adjust to that on the back shoulder, and that was it. All right, I'm playing at half speed, as we can see right here on the screen. Zuma's in motion. Can you get a different view where we can see Garrett and Sertan at the start of the route? Yes. Let's go to a different view then. Yeah, that's better. Here's that view. So Zuma's going in motion. So Garrett with a clean, clean release outside, stutter steps. Sertan's with him the whole way. You had Lazard open. Not Lazard. Um, Cobb. You had Cobb open. Right here. Watch Cobb. Yeah, sli- uh, Wilson's in the slot. Here's here's Cobb right here. He's coming across the middle of the crossing route. Oh, God, with, yeah. With, he's open. He's open. It's a shame. It would have required Zach to hold the ball for another half a second, and who knows what could have happened because the pocket was good pro- close. But he, he could have, he could have pulled protection. that one off. Yeah, he could have pulled that one off. See, that's where you wish, that's where you wish Gibson or Harvin were in, or not Harvin, excuse me, Gibson Hardman. or Hardman were in there because their speed would have allowed them to get open a lot quicker on that route than Randall Cobb's speed is going to, and that could have been the whole difference right there. You have Miko Hardman running that route, or in this case, Xavier Gibson running that route. He's going to get to that point a lot faster than Randall Cobb is. Now, I think the next and, play is the Quincy Williams sack. Oh, that was a thing. That, what a, that, was, that a, was just that was off right, right here, right here, uh, slightly off, back away from the edge. 
So and you see him just bolt right, right through. There's right Mosley on the B gap, bails out of it. The left guard goes in to try and Bang. help against what's his, who's that? I can't see the number. Is that Quinnen? Yeah. No, it's Quinnen. Uh, it so the, the left guard yeah, goes to help Quinnen. the center against Quinnen and leaving just Quincy Williams wide open. So watch CJ Mosley bail out. The left guard doesn't see Quincy start to make his rush, so he goes to help the center with Quinnen. And it just gives Quincy just free reign. The running back goes straight to his right and just Bang. boom. Love it. Love See, those it. are also that's kind of the thing too. You never saw the Jets do that. Like every no. time the Jets, every time the Jets actually sent a blitz, it almost was like they never got free rushers. They always had to work at it. You know what I mean? Like you watch right. other teams and they were able to manufacture design blitzes where somebody was able to come free and just put the quarterback's dick in the dirt. And it just seemed like the Jets never had to do that. Quinnen always had to work through somebody. JFM always had to work through somebody. Bryce Huff always has to work through somebody. Here's game. Here's game right here. No, wait, that's not game. This one isn't. But both the blitzes by Quincy Williams on this one, they were designed so beautifully that they were free rushes. And bottom of the screen. Yep. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Boom. Balls out. May I also say, too, you have to give big credit to Will McDonald on that one. Yes. Because the rush plan on that one, hands down, was decided upon before that snap. I can tell you there was zero doubt with the way that was called that Ulbrich looked at both Quincy and Will McDonald and told Will McDonald, I want you to spin to the inside. Because watch what happens to the right tackle when he spins to the inside. That right there is what frees up the lane for Quincy Williams. Boom. Yep. He has to go inside, yep. leaving him wide open free for Quincy. Yep. There is no, there's no doubt in my mind, Albrick was definitely the one that was like, I want you to spin to the inside on this one. Bring him towards the inside. Give Quincy the free space. Go assuming, watch it again. Assuming the beautiful. running back doesn't pick him up. Yeah. Right guard can't make, red tackle can't make a play. Does he know who to block? To choose from. Yeah, he's got yeah. two guys to choose from, and you got to take the inside. Yep. And Bryce, Bryce Hall's, Bryce Hall's gone, or yeah, Bryce Hall's gone. Tell you I, what, I wish he would have stayed in bounds just a little bit longer than crossed the line. I, that's what they, That's like but, the one nitpick you can have. Like, yeah, I kind of wish yeah. you had a, you know, kind of just kept going for another three, four seconds. On on you know on the end zone line there to to drag out the clock just that little bit more, but ultimately, yep. you know the game's over at that point. I mean we're not. No. I, yeah, we're not going to have a. No, I, I think that's I think I think that's what he was trying to do. But I think I think with the with the snow cap the, the snow cap uh, game with the white helmets in the white end zone, he might have the lines might have gotten a little confusing. But not gonna not gonna really nitpick. It's a it's a touchdown. Goes up, you go up ten with less than a minute left. Fade out complete. Fade yeah, that's it, it. It was, it was a it, honestly, it was a great game to watch. It's just unfortunate that we have to take it on a sour note, thanks to the ABT news. Um, so that's that's always unfortunate. I would love to celebrate a win, as a win for a win. That's a dominant win with no caveats or asterisks attached to it. So I right. still await that victory Monday that we get the podcast we get to have. Um, but at least this time we're not celebrating any moral victories like we were last week. So, well, 
Well, after that victory, Dan, uh, I, I got to do this. We got we got praise dance, my friend. You got to get the praise dance on. Got to do dance. it. Let's do it. Hitting it. Jesus. <laughs> I've never felt them, but that certainly looks like when you're feeling them, you're feeling them. I I, I can't say I've been to that kind of church. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh I, I gotta give credit to my buddy Cole Johnson for sending me that because I asked for it. I'm like, hey, can we get the praise dance video? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Here you go. <laughs> All right, we gotta take one commercial break. When we come back, we're going. Oh, oh, oh apparently that's the extended edition. Of the praise dance, <laughs> I never seen it before. So that's what, yeah, yeah. I've seen it many. I've seen it many times. Been the part one. Of the, the one that comes to me is is all the um. It look. I think I'm pretty sure it, it had to be Texas, but it was all the white people in Texas, like just going berserk on stage from like it looked like from the late '80s, early '90s. You've seen it. Oh, you, you've, you've oh, absolutely well, seen Benny it. Hinn. Yeah, but like, yeah, the guy yeah. Takes the, takes the blazer and. Yeah, there's one guy who's kind of doing something down. like he's doing something like this, yep. and you're like, bro, what are you doing? That's Benny Hinn. <laughs> oh, and apparently the the Braves won. Oh, good who for them. Oh, well. Who cares Don't about care. baseball? Don't care. Who cares less about right. baseball. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna talk, and we'll take a very we'll we'll talk very very briefly about the Eagles game coming up. So stick around for more Victory Monday. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. And again, folks, SeatGeek.com. You want to use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout for twenty dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more. Get yourself out to a Jets game if you want. Also, NHL season starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, can't wait for the NHL season to start. So, if you want to see a see a seat, at, go, go to a, a game at your local hockey arena, whether it be NHL, AHL, ECHL, uh, NBA, if you care. You know, NFL, baseball playoffs, 
Go to SeatGeek.com. Use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. You get twenty dollars off your first order of at least fifty dollars or more. Use that, use that promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. I'll have to use All that right, one Dan. for uh, the Panthers game. I go to with Dylan. There you go. Go for it. Definitely. Looks off. Belly up sports promo code. All right. On to Philly. Uh, I know my buddy cool from Eagles elite podcast is probably watching this and he's probably going to wonder what our thoughts are. And actually later this week, I'm going to do a 10 good minutes segment with him about this game. Uh, but yeah. Dan, do the Jets have a fighting chance in this game? Any given Sunday applies. So, I mean, right. I guess, <laughs> I guess they have a chance. I certainly wouldn't put any money on it right? because the things that the Jets do don't do well, the Eagles know how to exploit. Right. I imagine I would definitely take the over in Jalen Hurts rushing yards, and I would definitely take the over in Jalen Carter sacks. So if you're somebody that's a prop better, I would absolutely hands down be betting whatever the over is right now for rushing yards for Jalen Hurts and for whatever the sacks is for Jalen Carter because mm. this is going to be – big test for Joe Tipman and Lincoln Tomlinson more so Tipman um, to see if they can contain Jalen Carter, who looks like an absolute monster. Yeah. Looks like a legitimate monster that he, he looks insane. He's, he looks like one of the best graphics I've ever seen. He looks like one of the best rookies I've ever seen up until this point. Jalen Carter is a legitimate, legitimate freak of nature. Yeah. He's a beast for sure. He's a beast for sure. Now, here's my second question. And we saw this featured a couple times yesterday against the Rams. It's a very controversial play, according to some people. The brotherly shove or the tush push. How do you defend it? Or is that indefensible? Wouldn't necessarily say it's indefensible, but, you know, get low and and hope for the best. What else can you do in in that regard here? Like, I don't, I don't know. What else can you do? Get low and just, you know, hope hope you trip him by your shoelace before he gets really far. That's it. Hopefully you yeah. can shoot a gap really low that just kind of stuffs the, stuffs the momentum. I don't really know what to do as far as that play goes. The way to stop it is don't get yourself in that situation. Keep him fourth and third and above that. <laughs> That's really yeah. it. Keep it above fourth and third and your third, third and three, fourth and three, and you may not have to worry about it. Yeah, uh, do you think that play should be banned? No, I'll say why not. It's okay. a legitimate Good. play. I don't think so either, because there's I, lots of people on social media smart. calling for the ban. And I said, listen, if you can stop it, find a way to stop I, it. That's all I can say. Yeah. No, I don't. What's what's to ban it? No, it's not. It's not overly dangerous in comparison to any other play. It's not. It's just you know you got to give credit where credit's due. The Eagles figured out some sort of almost trick play cheat code and they figured out how to work it damn near to perfection so you should use it as often as possible why not did the rest I, of the rest of the league's opinions be damned this is the no, play to win the game yeah i, I watch i mean I, I i watch rugby i used to play rugby and this is a rugby type play this is this is what is called a a mall m-a-u-l it's it's where you have a line out from the boundary and you toss it into a, a teammate who you lift up in the air, you bring them down and you get, you just bring all the, pl- all the rest of the players together, except for the, except for the backs. 
and you just drive the ball towards towards the end line. It's basically a mall. That's what it basically. That's all it is. It's a mall. And football is rugby is football's grandpa. All right. So this is a rugby style play. There's nothing in the rules against it. That's all I can say is that just figure out a way to stop it. You can't. You shouldn't ban it. There's no injuries. Nobody's gotten hurt. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing to ban here just because you think it's unfair. I mean, you weren't. We weren't calling for the ban of the wildcat when that came out. You just had to figure it out. Like that's all it was. You just had to figure it out. That's all you could do. Figure out what, how to stop it, how to beat it. It's football. I mean, this is game is all about innovation and ingenuity, and who can who can reinvent the wheel. And Philadelphia's right. figured something out, and that's really. You know, again, can't fault them for it. Can't fault them for it. There's zero reason to ban it. Yep, yep. Now, what are the? I I, I gotta ask you. I have some I have some thoughts about this too, but maybe I'll talk about them more on Ten Good Minutes this week with Cool McCain. But what are your keys for the Jets to actually finally get a regular season win against the Philadelphia Eagles? Because this 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 is the only team that the Jets have never defeated in the regular season is the Philadelphia Eagles. You find a way to spy Jalen Hurts. You have to contain Jalen Hurts, keep him within the pocket. You have to figure out a way to get past their tackles. I mean, because arguably Mylotta and Lane Johnson are the, two, are the may arguably be the best tackle duo in the NFL. Lane Johnson has given up a sack since 2020. Legitimately has not given up a sack since 2020. I read somewhere today. So you got to figure something out. To, to try and beat to try and beat them, keep him in the pocket, play contain. Obviously, hopefully we have DJ DJ Reed should be back, you know. So we we should be hopefully full full health for AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Uh, I'm not so worried about the tight ends anymore with the emergence of Quincy Williams. So it'll be fun to see Quincy Williams versus uh, Goddard in the in the midfield in that matchup, and then just. Play your game on offense. Like, just just play your game on offense. Get Zach in rhythm. I mean, there's nothing – you don't need to do anything differently against Philly on offense than you would any other team. Get Zach comfortable. Get him going. You know, get get some momentum going. Throw the damn ball on first down. Incorporate some play action in there. Let them – let Brees cook. And just, just don't make any boneheaded mistakes. It's really what it comes down to. Don't give them any free possessions. You have to play clean against a team like Philly. You can't shoot yourself in the foot with penalties. Again, but you can say this about every game throughout the season. It just means more against teams like Philly and Kansas City where you have to play damn near perfect ball in order to squeeze out this victory. So if I'm if I'm them, I'm spying Jalen, I'm spying Jalen Hurts with either Tony Adams or uh, Jamie and Sherwood. More often than not, um, getting Zach in a close, in a good rhythm, and I'm trying to get Brees Hall going quick and early to set up play action on first and second downs to really keep Philadelphia guessing. Now, here's a cool, here's an interesting stat. So I'm looking at pro reference, pro football reference. Philly has allowed the sixth most passing yards in the NFL this year with 1238. They've also allowed 11, 11 touchdowns. Rushing wise, 
They're sec they they're second in yards allowed with only 306. So I, I mean it could be the case where teams are they're playing teams that don't run the ball a lot. I mean, we saw that yesterday with the LA Rams. LA Rams are allergic are allergic to running Sean McVay's allergic to running the football. They don't have anybody so, good enough to do it consistently. Yeah, that too. That too. So if you get Brees Hall going early, which will lead to on offense, you can get Brees Hall going early. It'll make the Eagles respect the run enough to play, do plenty of play action, plenty of rollouts to the right or left for Zach Wilson to find receivers, to find whether it's tight ends or Garrett Wilson or Alan Lazard. And on defense, like you said, don't make any boneheaded plays. Spy no. Jalen Hurts with somebody, whether it be Sherwood or or Tony Adams, make sure he's contained and have Sauce stick 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 to uh, AJ Brown's hip for the rest for all game long. I just, so, it's just it's you have to be very disciplined in this game. You can't have nine penalties for seventy yards and have massive backbreakers on both ends. You can't give them free plays on defense. You can't, especially third and fourth down penalties on defense. You can't have it. You right. cannot cannot give away possessions to Philadelphia. No. You will pay for it if that happens. You can't hold them to a third and fifteen and then get called for a holding and let them go to first and ten because then they will make you pay. They won't make the same mistake in the same drive. You do that once, you're done for. You may as well just put some points on the board. Then I don't even care if they're at their own 15 and that happens. You do that one time, they're going to get into scoring position and they're going to put points on the board. Be disciplined, be smart, and just be ready for a dogfight, man. Just be ready for a dogfight. Philadelphia is legitimately one of the, you know, arguably a top two, three team in the NFC. I would argue probably the only team right now better than them is San Francisco. Yeah. At this point, yeah. San Francisco is my early pick for Super Bowl. I don't, yeah. I don't see Brock Purdy's incredible. The defense is amazing. Brandon Ayuk is amazing. Their Christian McCaffrey is incredible. They're, they're, they're literally all as, as perfect a team as you can get. Yep. That's true. That's true. Well, hopefully just get to three and three by the bye, and they're in a they're in contention for a playoff spot. But and we get a we get a nice little bye, nice little break, and then we get to play the Giants. I can't wait to play the Giants. Yeah, the, the Jets don't have to go on the road again until what Sunday night against the Raiders in week week and what week eleven? That's correct. So they're gonna be in New Jersey, New York, New Jersey for a month. Yeah, which is great. They're the least they're the least traveled miles in the NFL this year, which is which is really great. I mean, so, think about it. If they can if they can somehow pull off a win against Philadelphia, that would be huge because you should oh definitely beat the Giants. I mean, they are an all oh, sorts of population right now. I don't see how you don't beat the Giants. Their offensive line is in shambles. The Jets yeah. should have. Again, this, but that's the thing about the Jets. The things the Jets should have and then what do happen is usually always the opposite. So the Jets should have 10-plus sacks on the Giants, which means yeah. they'll probably have one <laughs> when you think about it because that's just how it which works. Which is the thing about the Patriots. against the Patriots, too, they should have had at least three or four sacks, and they got zero. Zero. They're goose right. Exactly, zero. So, But they should beat the Giants. 
The Chargers they should be the Chargers. It should be the Chargers because Brandon Staley is a terrible coach. Because he knows so, how to make a lead disappear. <laughs> yeah. You should beat the Chargers, and then you should beat the Raiders. I and the Raiders aren't really aren't that all that good either. So no. I mean, if you can somehow squeak out a win against the the Eagles, you could legitimately start going on a run here. And who knows? Maybe we are playing in January and Aaron Rodgers does get to come back for us. And we do actually get to see Aaron Rodgers play for the Jets in his first season. A girl can only dream. If you identify as such, then yes, a girl can dream. A girl can only dream. (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap things up here, folks. But before we do, we just want to remind you about our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and scarcely use TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash no creds req, youtube.com forward slash no creds req, at no at no creds req, rumble, just search for no credentials required. On the audio side, subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform. And don't forget to rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars we would like for you to rate. And before I go, before we go, I just want to read this quote on July 28th, 2023 from a certain head coach for the Denver Broncos. And I quote, It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to, spend, relative to spending so much effing money, effing, effing time, trying to win the offseason. The PR, the pop and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. what i have to say to that Uh, well that's gonna do it for this edition of victory monday for no crunches required presented by belly up sports in association with godzilla media for dan goldstein i'm mike mccarthy we'll see you next time and uh sean payton's trash (laughs) sean payton is trash trash garbaggio straight garbaggio Victor Monday! <laughs> <laughs>